1: me to bring someone in here to teach the Bible on a Sunday morning in Miami Beach in Japanese. If nobody in the church speaks Japanese, it would make no sense. In the same way, he says it makes no sense for you to stand up and, you know, pray a prayer in tongues that nobody around you can even understand. It just makes no sense whatsoever.
0: Be wise when using the spiritual gift of tongues. In today's message from Pastor Robert, he explains to you that unless there's someone to interpret what the Holy Spirit is speaking to you, it's best to pray the gift of tongues to yourself. When you speak it aloud and no one can understand, it's not helpful to the church body. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast, subscription information, and our contact information. Now, here's Pastor Robert in the book of Acts, chapter 2, as he continues his message, Gift of Tongues.
2: Love is the main thing.
1: So the Word of God teaches us here that, that the gift of tongues bypasses our intellect, And allows us to communicate spirit to spirit with our Father in heaven. God is spirit, the Lord Jesus told us. And and what the Bible is telling us here is that when when you pray in tongues, it's your spirit praying without your human, you know, finite human brain interfering with it. It's your spirit. Now, this is one reason that so many people shy away from it. You know, Pastor Chuck always said, the gift of tongues is, it it can be difficult for somebody to embrace because it insults our intellect. It's like, wait a minute, that's foolishness. That's just gibberish. It means absolutely nothing. And we have to embrace by faith what the Bible teaches about it. The Bible teaches us that the gift of tongues doesn't need our intellect. It moves past our intellect, our spirit, speaking. Yes, it's gibberish. Yes, it's meaningless to my brain. But by faith, I accept the fact that my father understands what my spirit is communicating to him. Now, see, that's why this is such an important Gift, My spirit unhindered by my little puny brain communicating directly with my heavenly Father. And it seems silly. Yeah, it does. Because my human mind actively resists it. And I have to accept it by faith. Just like we accept anything else from God. Just like we accept our, our salvation, for example. Because our brain will you know, keep hammering us and the enemy will keep hammering us. You don't deserve it. And we have to say, no, I don't deserve it. It's a gift. He, he's giving me a free gift. The enemy will say, that's not a gift from God. That's just gibberish. You're making that stuff up. Well, the Bible says that it's my spirit communicating with his spirit, and he understands all of that gibberish. And if you think about it, you know, we don't have time to develop all of this. But again, Chuck points out that, you know, I mean, how silly is human language anyway? Have you ever listened to someone speaking a language of which you know nothing? Like for me, I'll give an example. Japanese. Jap- I know absolutely nothing of, of Japanese. And you know what? I mean, it, it's, it's easy to just kind of sit and giggle. You know, when you hear somebody speaking Japanese, it's like, how do they possibly understand those sounds? Because they're completely meaningless to me. And yet... They understand each other. One of the coolest experiences I've ever had was in Israel on the Sea of Galilee. And a bunch of us went out at dawn. Now, this was, gosh, almost 20 years ago now. And we go out at daylight to watch the sun come up over the Sea of Galilee. And we're singing some some little worship choruses, you know. And, and there was one, I don't even remember. I just remember it was one of the really old worship choruses that all of us knew, you know. And we're kind of beginning to sing at a cappella. And then we hear these these voices behind us and, and, and we turned around and looked up the pier and and there was a group of these Japanese women singing the same exact melody, the same exact worship song, but in Japanese. Now we couldn't understand what they were saying. None of none of us spoke Japanese, but you know, with the music added in, we could hear the melody and we realized they're singing with us. It's just they're doing it in their language. But these sounds that, that make no sense, and, you know, the illustration that the, that the apostle gives us later, you know, it's such a poignant illustration that what would it be like if I invited my friend Pasha to come from Russia and, and, and teach the Bible here one Sunday morning in Russian? I mean, what good would it do, right? Absolutely none, unless afterward we have Elena come up and, and tell us what it is he's saying or, or, or as he's doing it she translates for him otherwise we get nothing out of it but I'm getting ahead of myself you know the thing that we need to remember is that the gifts of God are always received by faith by faith and even though you don't understand what you're saying even though nobody around you understands what you're saying the Spirit of God is listening to your spirit Not to to your intellect. He doesn't need you to to be able to to understand or adequately articulate. And the reason he gives this gift is that there is really no way that that you and I, with our our limited human intellects and, and limited human language, would be able to express everything that we need to express. In the book of Romans, we're told that you and I don't know even what to pray for as we ought and so the spirit helps us and and that's what we see here with this gift he enables us to pray more effectively through the gift of tongues than we would be capable of otherwise now back to verse 14 If I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays, but my understanding is unfruitful. What's the conclusion then? I will pray with the spirit, and I'll also pray with the understanding. I'll sing with the spirit, and I'll also sing with the understanding. Otherwise, if you bless with the spirit, how will he who occupies the place of the uninformed say amen at your giving of thanks, since he doesn't understand what you say? For indeed, you give thanks well, but the other is not edified. Now, for that reason... What he he tells us in in this area of Scripture is it's it's really best to keep it between you and God. Unless you're sure that there's somebody present who has the gift of interpretation. Because why would you speak in a public setting? Like I said, my friend Pasha, why, why would I do that? Why would I? What sense would it make for me to bring someone in here to teach the Bible on a Sunday morning in Miami Beach in Japanese? If nobody in the church speaks Japanese. It would make no sense. In the same way, he says it makes no sense for you to stand up and you know, pray a prayer in tongues that nobody around you can even understand. It just makes no sense whatsoever. So, he says it's generally better. He's not like making it a, a hard law. He says it's generally better to just keep it bet- between you and the Lord, keep it, keep it quiet. Keep it quiet. He emphasized it again. Listen to this. Verses 27 and 28. Still, 1 Corinthians 14. If anyone speaks in a tongue, let there be two or at the most three. Limitation. There's only a couple. And each in turn. One at a time, in other words. Not like, you know, like like the first church that I was a part of as a a brand new believer, little charismatic fellowship. But man, everybody was speaking in tongues. Everybody was praying in tongues at the same time. It was, you know, this loud, chaotic thing. And he says, don't do that. Two, or at the most three, each in turn and let one interpret. But if there is no interpreter, let him keep silent in church and let him speak to himself and to God. Now, now, one, one more little note, you know, this thing about in- interpretation. This doesn't mean that if you happen to be sitting next to me on a Sunday morning and you overhear me praying in tongues quietly between me and the Lord, I do not owe you an interpretation. It was between me and God. You happen to overhear. I don't owe you any explanation any more than I would if you happen to be sitting there and you hear a couple of words of my prayer as I'm praying in English. But you don't catch it all, and so you're like, hey, Pastor Robert, what were you praying for? None of your business. It's between me and God. I don't owe you an explanation. Well, I don't owe you an interpretation if, if you happen to overhear just a few little words of, of me praying in tongues.